Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to From the Medium, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. I have a brand new guest joining me right now, somebody who is going to be with us, actually. Won't be brand new for very much longer. Not only is he going to be on our program right now, but he's also going to be one of our presenters at our Bringing America Back to Life convention, which will be taking place on March the 8th and the 9th. Father Patrick Schultz is my guest right now. And before I go any further, let me say, Father Patrick, as always, so great to talk with you. Oh, Molly, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Father Patrick Schultz has got all kinds of accolades behind his name. He is a podcaster. He was ordained for the services of the Diocese of Cleveland in May 21st, 2016. He first served as the parochial vicar of the Communion of Saints Parish in Cleveland Heights, and he currently serves as parochial vicar at Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Father Patrick holds an MA and an M Master of Divinity from St. Mary's Seminary and Graduate School of Theology, where he he wrote his master's thesis, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because it's got all kinds of <laughs> – <laughs> I'll let you do that, Father Patrick. You've served as the chaplain for the Theology of the Body Institute, both for courses and pilgrimages. You've served as chaplain for the Cleveland Chapter of Legatus, and you can be heard on two different podcasts, Slaking Thirsts and The Way of Wonder, a podcast from the Theology of the Body Institute. You regularly speak on issues of Christian anthropology, masculinity, fatherhood, and apologetics. And now you are talking to my listeners. So thank you so much for taking time, Father Patrick. Uh, thanks, Molly. I'm honored by this. Yeah. So you are going to be our convention speaker on Friday at 1030, the Right as we start, we start off on, my, on Friday morning with the breakfast speaker, and then Father Patrick comes in right after that, which is absolutely great. We will have lots of young people there. In fact, I want to tell you something, Father Patrick. One of the schools, when they heard that you were going to be giving the presentation, actually decided not to go to the workshop. They're going to come to Father Patrick instead. So there you go. Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your, your presentation is going to be entitled, tell us. It is called Behold Your Mother, Our Lady Guadalupe and the Culture of Life. Our Lady Guadalupe and the Culture of Life. And you are going to talk about what in with regards to that? I mean, this is, yes. this is huge because the culture of life is the, the, the mother of God. I mean, that is pretty well the culture of life. So tell us what you're yeah. going to be talking about. So here, let me back it up. So when, I, when you first invited me to be a speaker, I, uh, I said, what do you want me to talk about? And you said, well, kind of whatever you want to talk about, you know, and this is this is the theme. And I mean, the theme is about as general as it, as it gets, right? An image and likeness. And uh, so you write a blank check like that. I just took it to prayer and I um, 
typically as as a preacher, as a teacher, when I'm invited to speak and I kind of get stuck on what I'm supposed to talk about, I always just turn to Mary, right? She's the untire of knots. So when my mind gets all knotted up, she she has a really good way of, of sorting things out for me. And so I was asking Our Lady what, what I should bring to this uh, convention. And she just said, talk about me. Um, and I, which is, which is a delight for me. I, there's, there's very few topics I love talking about more than our mother. So, um, I, I have a huge devotion to Our Lady Guadalupe. I, I've yet to get to Mexico city to see the Tilma myself, but I've got a giant rep, uh, reproduction of it in my office. And, um, I, it, what began to occur to me was thinking about the, the cultural milieu of, um, the 1500s where Our Lady appeared to the Aztec people, um, it was in the midst of a very violent culture of death sort of world. There's a world of child sacrifice, human sacrifice, graphic imagery, um, rampant promiscuity, abuses of the body, misunderstandings of human sexuality. It just just strikes me as, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly does rhyme, um, as Mark Twain said. And I'm like, it's just a very similar cultural situation to what we have today. And I thought, okay, when we look at history, what's, What's the one bright spot of evidence of what actually overthrows a culture of death? It's, it's when Our Lady comes into the picture. And so I, I just think that, um, the mysteries unveiled, the mysteries hidden within the tilma itself, it's, it's the revelation of how to build a culture of life. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the story of the tilma, Our Lady Guadalupe, and what the, the beautiful message that she's not just speaking, but that she bears within her body, that her body in the tilma and the, images and the symbols of the tilma itself it's this codex that reveals the deep secrets and mysteries of what it means to be human our destiny where we come from where we're going and how to build a culture of life so kind of in a nutshell that's that's what we're looking at for that first keynote so father patrick one of the things that we that um you know there is a there is a difference about this program is on on a, a sort of um evangelical protestant uh uh, network and, and lots and lots and lots of Catholics listen to us as well. But I would say to you, how, how do you explain Our Lady of Guadalupe to someone who finds the whole idea of us talking to and, and, and asking Mary to pray for us, our mother to pray for us? How do you explain that to the, pro- there will be many Protestants at our convention as well. Um, what do you say to them about that? Yeah. The, I, I would think of it this way, that, um, that Jesus established a church, that he wanted us, he wanted us to, to grow in our, um, to grow in our full stature by growing in relationship with each other, that, that none of us gets to heaven alone, that we enter the world within the context of communion, right? The communion mm-hmm. of our mother and father. We mature in our intellectual abilities in the communion of a wider community. Um, that we need each other. And it's just evident from basic human nature. We need each other. So none of us gets to heaven alone. Um, and when we think about the way that we operate as believers, I mean, how natural is it for Catholic disciples, Christian disciples, evangelical disciples, when they're going through hardships, when they're going through hard things, how natural is it to ask a brother or sister in the faith to say, hey, this is what's going on with me right now. Would you mind praying for me? Right. It would be a very bizarre response if, if that person said, whoa, 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 like, I am not God. Why don't you just go straight to God, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be a bizarre response. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense to us that we can intercede for each other. And that's exactly the Catholic theology of the communion of saints and the theology of, of what we believe about Mary, that Mary is not in the place of God, that Mary is um, 
she she is a she's an older sister, if you will, in the faith that we can go to and ask for her for her intercession, just like you would ask me for your prayers, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, Catholics kind of misspeak theologically when they say I was praying to Mary. It'd be probably more accurate to say I was speaking with Mary, That's just like right. you would say I was speaking with my friend who's also a brother and sister in Christ. Um, and then I'd all, I would also add this that that the the ultimate gift that Jesus gave us in his earthly life, like he saved the best for last, that on the cross, he looked at John and said, behold your mother. Like the final gift that he bestows upon every beloved disciple, which is every Christian, is his mother. He wanted us to have in our life, as we are followers of Jesus, he wanted us to have a relationship with his own mother, right? Mm -hmm. He entrusted himself first to her, right? If we're going to be followers of Jesus, we want to go where he began, which is to her. Absolutely. So just like in the natural order, we need a mother and father. So in the supernatural order, you know, we have God, the father, and we have this heavenly mother interceding for us, right? She's not God. She's not a goddess. She's not a deity. She's a creature, but she has, she holds a high place in heaven and, and no one honored her more highly than Jesus, right? Yeah. A perfect Jew fulfilling the fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. Um, you can't, you can't out honor Mary more than Jesus. You you have you started a, a podcast um, and and you've been it's called Slaking Thirst as well as you have a second one as well but the one that I know of you very well in fact my my children my my daughters came to me once and said mom you got to listen to this new this priest that's got this incredible uh, podcast and, and so I started listening and I discovered oh my goodness that's Father Patrick Schultz and he's he, I know him very well so it's like oh my god this was it was amazing so folks if you want to listen hmm. to some really really interesting wonderful homilies you need to go to slaking thirst it's it's on all of your podcast um, apps that you've got there so just just go and download it but you you've very recently i think just uh, in the last week or so you um to to the same along the same kind of lines that you've just been talking about you just put out a podcast that said if god knows what we need what's the point of praying what's that about <laughs> i love yeah. that i love it yeah yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a great question. And it's a question that, that I think young hearts wonder about. I think old hearts wonder about it. It's a question I get asked in our, by our school kids all the time. Um, yeah, cause how do you reconcile that? If we have an omniscient God, if he, you know, if he says in this, in the gospels, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Right. Yeah. And yet then we have Jesus commanding us ask and seek and knock. Right. We yeah. have these, what well, seems contradictory. So how do we make sense of this? And, I, I, I think the, the point is this, that the goal of prayer, you know, the goal of coming to God in prayer is not an information download. He doesn't need the update. What he needs is the only thing that he doesn't possess, which is relationship with us or our hearts, right? That prayer ultimately, it is, it's not simply about communicating information as it is communicating the person giving God access to our hearts, right? And you think about the way any earthly relationship unfolds. I mean, think about, um, let me give you a quick analogy. So think about a father and son, right? Father's away on a business trip. The son's in a championship basketball game, scores the game-winning points. The father's flying home from this trip, and while he's landing, he gets a voicemail from his son's coach, tells him all about the game, everything he did. So the father knows everything that just happened in the game. Wake up in the next morning, dad's already sitting at the coffee table. Son comes running down the steps to tell dad about the game. Now imagine if the dad said, you know, Hey, I heard all about the game. Way to go. Versus son comes running down the steps and dad says, yeah, tell me all about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a total, that's, that's what God the Father does to us, right? It's, it's because he desires our hearts and relationship. He says, tell me all about it. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so well put because that's exactly, you know, we, we, we just, and, and sometimes I can honestly, there is an excitement in telling God what's going on. You know, it, it, there is, and we need to be able to have that excitement. Of course he knows what's going on for goodness sake. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, the, that is such a great way of putting all of that together. We are talking to Father Patrick Schultz. He is a Catholic priest and podcaster. Um, and, uh, he's going to be talking about Behold Your Mother, Guadalupe and the Culture of Life. And of course, this whole idea of the culture of life is something that we, ha- we have seen up close and personal in the past year. Uh, we've seen how devastated actually, uh, the, the culture of life is right now. And the fact that, you know, the culture of death is very much, uh, prevalent at, it, certainly in Ohio right now. And in fact, in the seven states that have had these horrible, um, amendments, uh, uh votes that have come through and changing our, the, the constitutions, um, we've seen almost it's almost in, in shock, Father, Father Patrick. We've sort of seen the collapse of what we thought was going to be um, something that we, we could build on and we could go forward. What yeah. do you say to the to the people at the convention? You know, people are rightly so disappointed, but how do you encourage them with your words to say, you know, we cannot give up? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is to, re- is to remember and to recognize that, one, we already know how the story ends, yes. right? We already know how the whole story ends, that that uh, Christ has conquered all things. He has put all his enemies under his feet. He, he has won, right? So we know that. Number two, we know that when we look at history, that the culture of death can be overthrown. It can be supplanted. It has happened before, right? It has absolutely happened. Every day for 10 years, on average, 3,000 people converted in the Mexican continent to the Christian faith, right? Like, the whole ethos of the culture of death that's, uh, that built up that whole civilization was overturned in the matter of a decade. Like it's happened before. Mm-hmm. And I would say, and I would say thirdly that the, you know, one of the things that that's kind of above my pay grade is the whole, um, like I'm not in the business of, of legislation. I'm not in the business of policymaking. I'm not in the business of, of, of understanding and figuring out how to make those things happen. And while those things are absolutely critical in this fight, the, the thing that we absolutely have to have as well is we have to offer the world a clarified vision of what it means to be human, right? Because mm-hmm. that really is at, at the heart of this. It's not just simply like the abortion issue is, is, is downstream from, um, the anthropological issue that we don't even know what it means to be a man or a woman anymore. Exactly. We don't know why we have these genitals that they're actually for generating the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't understand the deeper meaning that our humanity is part of this much greater poem and love song that God has written. So we need to be able to articulate to modern men and women, um, not just simply a, 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 a condemnation or a no, we have to be able to hold out a, an alternative vision that's attractive and beautiful and can speak to the heart and the desires and the longings of, of modern men and women. And I think John Paul II's Theology of the Body, it is the antidote to the cultural chaos and confusion that we're facing in the world today. And Our Lady is the one who bears this in her body. It's, she is the full revelation of what it means to be human. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, uh, and folks, just so that you know this, we will be having a theology of the body workshop actually put, put on by, by the group that, that Father, uh, Patrick Schultz is affiliated with um, the Theology of the Body Institute. They will be giving a workshop for 7th through 12th graders on Friday from 10 until 12. So if you would like for your children to become part of that or to, or to participate, in it, it, please just, just contact us, bringingamericabacktolife.org, bringingamericabacktolife.org. Uh, sign them up and, and you know, we've limited, limited uh, places, of course, because we can't, we can only fit so many people into the, into the conference room. But um, please consider it. It is the most amazing theology. It is, it's exactly what Father Patrick has just said. We, we are at the moment, particularly our young people are being absolutely bombarded with, with app, with total garbage, stuff that doesn't make any sense, to be quite honest with you. Um, but it's, but it's out there and it's, and it's impacting. So we really do need to get this. So please consider sending your choice. If you've got a seventh through twelfth grader, uh, we've got a, we've got the workshop for you. So please do come along and, and, t- and have the workshop. It's Friday from 10 until 12, bringing America back to life.org, bringing America back to life.org. And again, you can all come to the convention. Um, it's open to all of you. Of course, we will, uh, we, we do reserve the right to 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 uh, to refuse people if we feel that they they are not coming for the seriousness of, the, of what of what we will be presenting, but we have never yet had that kind of problem. So we know that you're all there. We know that you're going to be coming. And if you don't, if you would like to come and you are you have a large family or you have some you know your financially is not not that great at the moment, just let us know because we do have sponsorships available. So just let us know and we'll help and see what we can do to get you there. Again, bringing America back to life.org, March eighth and 9th, Embassy Suites in Independence. Father Patrick, another huge thing that I think we've got to start looking at and talking about is you, and you touched on that. It's the fact that yes, is it, is it necessary for us to have, um, legislation and laws and all of that to control us and, and, and to help us to live a life that should be worthy of, of God, to be quite honest with you. But what do you say to the, to the, um, to, to the idea that, you know, unfortunately, I feel, and I'm, I'm asking your opinion, I feel we've got the cart before the horse right now. We are putting far more emphasis on legislation and not enough emphasis on culture. So, the, yeah. you know, we've got the, the, the legislature, the government should be downstream of culture. Right now, we've got it the wrong way around. Yeah, one of the old medieval dictums was that cult cultivates culture, right? Cult from the Latin cultus, meaning worship. So our worship is meant to cultivate the culture. And uh, yeah, one of the things that, um, just speaking from my experience as a parish priest, one of the things that I've seen is that the the church in some ways spends a lot of energy trying to figure out how to educate yep. Um, yep. Um, its people. Um, we're trying to catechize the unevangelized. Um so and it's having it's having disastrous results, right? Yeah. So, um, one of the great signs of hope that I do see, it, especially in the United States, and I'll just say, especially in Ohio, are unbelievable efforts of incredible youth ministry and evangelization of the hearts of young people. You know, like in my parish school, we've got um, we've got we've got uh, th- this past semester the the kids at Sacred Heart of Jesus School. They asked for, the middle schoolers asked for an elective 
in which they just simply spend 45 minutes before the blessed sacrament. Oh, wow. Like the, we have our children who are falling in love with the Lord and what that's doing, it's creating, it's changing the person, right? Yeah. The, the worship is changing the person and the person is what will change the culture and society, right? So, um, the, uh, the efforts of, of evangelizing the hearts of young people, forming them in the truth of their humanity, uh, like, like that is where the, the, the groundwork has to, I, I agree with you. The cart mm-hmm. before the horse is a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe we just want to say we want to work with, with power and energy on both ends of this, but, yeah, um, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, right. The, the need to, to form the hearts and minds of, of young people and to evangelize them so that they can become the kinds of adults who enter into good and holy marriages and who build good and holy families and then can contribute to the upbuilding of society. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we, we we did an exit poll after our after the um, uh, amendment vote um, in in November, uh, towards the end of November, we did an exit poll and looked at you know what happened, you know how did people vote, what you know what was the what was the trending, and there was a very interesting result that we got out. Now, number one, the churches just we lost completely lost the churches more than fifty percent of the of people who had who had some in some denominations sixty five percent or seventy percent of those. People in those churches voted yes on, on, you know, for abortion uh, on demand, basically abortion on demand. But it, uh, across the board, the the, the churches, the, the those people that said they have a religion, um, it was incredible. But one of the things that I think is very very encouraging was that um, of the twelve percent who named who who got their information from. Their, from their, from their place of worship, from their pastor, um, as a religious leader, only 14% of those voted yes. So it was mm. a huge number of people. If they got their information from the church, from, from the leadership in the church, in the, in those particular instances, they overwhelmingly voted against abortion. So you, it for me this goes back to what you're just saying right now. I mean, there was a very small number, but by the same time, that that so, little small number is going to grow and grow and grow if we do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 an interesting thing to see. And I mean, you you've just mentioned it with regards to the young people. I am I'm very hopeful. The young people, we lost them definitely in the in this vote it was terrible but i still see this these lights shining through all the time as as we go through this and you just mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it it's it's an interesting thing to see how we how we do all of this father patrick schultz will be with us again on uh, just to remind you all March the 8th, Friday, March the 8th at 10.30. That's where he will be here with us. Go to our website, bringingamericabacktolife.org. He will follow right after our opening uh, presentation will be given by um, Stephen Mosher, and you won't want to miss Stephen Mosher. Uh, and then following Father Father uh, pa- Father Patrick Schilk is Mark Hauk, who is the, one of the uh, uh, prayer warriors who was arrested um, for praying outside of an abortion facility. So he'll be here right after Father uh, Father Patrick Schultz. It's so great to have you, Father Patrick, as always. Can't wait to Thanks, have Molly. you there talking with you at, at the convention and um, your wisdom, or spreading your wisdom everywhere. God bless you lots. Appreciate it. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. 
Again, folks, I want to remind you, of course, that we will be have the, the, the Bringing America Back to Life convention will be taking place on the 8th and the 9th of March at the Embassy Suites in Independence. We will be, um, the, the tickets are all available on our website from the median dot. No, no, actually you can go to from the medium.org. I've got the wrong website there, but you can go there and it'll take you straight across. You could go right across from, from there into the Bringing America Back to Life convention. Um, the tickets are going fast. We will probably sell, sell out like we have done for the past six years. Our booths are already all sold out. So do not hesitate to, don't wait because you may be very disappointed because we cannot we can only take in so many people. The the, the hotel and 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 the uh, the the ballroom only holds so many people. Don't miss out. There is an incredible lineup of people that will be there. I'm going to quickly go through the Friday speakers. We start off, as I mentioned, in the morning with Stephen Mosher. We then get to Father Patrick Schultz, who you've just heard, and then of course Mark Hauk, who I mentioned, and Father Jason Sharon and Michael Kenny who you both have heard on the program. We've, we've actually had them both here. Father Jason Cerrone is a Byzantine priest who is building a shrine to the unborn. And Michael Kenny is the president of the Pro-Life Partners Foundation. Then we have Mark Harrington. Many Mark Harrington does not need any introduction whatsoever. He is the founder of Created Equal, which is a pro-life education and outreach organization. And finally, on Friday evening, we have David B. Wright, who is the founder of 40 Days for Life. So don't miss it. Please remember... Go to our website, bringingamericabacktolife.org, and make sure you get your tickets on time. God bless you all. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor, Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv and on local now, channel 525.